What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is my co-host, Elijah Spann. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. Today is November 16th. It is a Tuesday. It is episode 55. It is crazy that, you know, I just thought it was crazy that we hit 50. Now we just keep inching and inching closer and closer we're gonna hit 100 soon sooner than it feels like but regardless we're here tonight check out all of our content over at gtdsports.com you can find our social medias over at gtd underscore sports except for tiktok we are at gtdsports.com again and uh check out again the podcast network we have a bunch of kick-ass shows overall on our, on our website we got hockey down here betting on the rocks all that good stuff but for now you're stuck with us tonight and last but not least subscribe to the gtd sports newsletter at the bottom of our website where you can keep up with email notifications and all that jazz on new episodes and whatnot and actually somewhat of a announcement um for gtd one of our bloggers uh james if you keep up with any of our fantasy sports or football blogs you've probably seen james <laughs> danielson on there he actually got contacted by a, a local newspaper which is kind of I don't know, unexpected, you could say, because he's from Minnesota uh, and so pretty close to Minneapolis. And, you know, he got contacted. It was like the Fillmore County Journal, I think it is. Um, and they they interviewed him about his article. So that's kind of cool. Get some exposure for GTD and whatnot. But anyway, we got a great episode planned for today. Going to be talking about some Formula One, something a little bit new, but it's getting to the end of the year. It's it's uh, getting really exciting, so I had to talk about that. And then we got college football playoff reactions. As you can tell by the title of this episode, our rankings are better than the fucking committees, and we're going to give our top six rankings and some of our reactions to the rankings, as well as our NFL power rankings, too. We're going to be talking our reactions from this weekend of football and then rounding it out with love it or loathe it. I feel like I've been droning on and on and on. So, Elijah, I'm going to hand it over to you. Let's hit some highlight and low light. Yeah, so my highlight is is that, and bear with me tonight, guys, so I'm not going to have as much energy as I usually have. Uh, I'm a little sick, so that's why I sound like this. Um, but anyway, my highlight is Sunday night. I was driving back. I was in DFW this weekend, and I was listening to ESPN Radio. I usually listen to podcasts, but I wanted to see if I could get uh, the Sunday night football game while I was driving. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't, but I, I tuned in to ESPN Sunday Night Radio, and it was two guys, uh, you know, hosting a Sunday night slot on ESPN nationally broadcasted radio. And I was listening to him and I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like, you know, we are just as good, if not better than these guys right now. And that was kind of like my first 
kind of like okay moment like what kind of what's in store for me for the future what's in store for us um because i felt like you know we're pretty good you know for the because like most of the podcasts i listen to i listen to you know pardon my take a lot and you know um we can't we there's no way we could compare ourselves to those guys yeah that's and, i think about that too because you know they got all like the celebrities and like that's half their literally like their entire show is dictated yeah. by like who they talk to and everything which we can't really get yeah so. and they've been doing it for six plus years and yeah it's, it's yeah. big cat and pft and i'm sorry ryan but i don't <laughs> yeah. think we could ever be as cool as big cat and pft and we're not um, on that level that's for sure and then the other podcast i listen to is ryan rosillo who's a guy who's been on radio slash sports talk He's podcasting great, yeah. for 10 to 15 years and he's definitely one of my favorite um so i never really had that moment but now i listen to just these two you know guys on espn i'm like you know what like we're we're just as good you know it, it made me feel really cool it was a really just kind of like oh okay moment for me what what was the exact show you said it was it was just a sunday night radio uh and they were just recapping you know nfl that happened okay. on sunday and i was like you know what like yeah i was like dude i, I could we could be doing this right now easily. Dude, yeah, experience. I mean, I, I'd like to think that, you know, I'd like to think so. I hope so. Yeah. You know, ESPN, maybe they should poach us. Yeah. And then uh, low light, I think, so I'm really much of a low light, just kind of like, ah, darn, I'm not a part of the, the fun crowd right now. But uh, everyone really loves Monday Night Manning, and I just can't get into it. Every time I try, I turn it off. I go back to the regular broadcast. And I don't even really like ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast team that much. Like they're okay. Um, they've definitely it's definitely been worse. There are no Booger McFarland. It's not like Booger McFarland's in the booth anymore. Oh Jesus but, uh, Christ, bro. Yeah, Booger McFarland. Um, but I'm curious, I don't know. What just, is your reasoning? Yeah, what's because like I have my opinions. I'll go in a little bit. Like, what's really like your big turnoff from the Manning cast? They just don't talk about the game as much for me. Like, they're just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a podcast while you have a game on. I also don't like how the game isn't full screen. That really fucks me up. Um, yeah, I get that a little bit. And I just think it's kind of corny. I mean, which corny is good, you know, but, and that's what you'd expect from Peyton and Eli Manning, I would say. But uh, I don't know, it's just not for me. Yeah, so I, I agree with like that aspect, you know, like the screen not being full size is kind of weird. And yeah, my main turned off is so I started out loving the Manning cast. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. I was so hyped to see it and I do still watch it. But yeah, sometimes I will find myself just like instinctively going to the normal broadcast because I have gotten kind of tired of uh, like one of the best parts of football. And it's like a super American thing for American sports is that there's so many breaks like our attention span. You know what I mean? Like we can look down at our phone. And then look up and like for the next play type thing. But whenever you're watching the Peyton and Eli, the Manning cast, uh, that you, you don't know when the next play is. You don't know when there's a first down, like unless you are literally watching every second. Like if you look away, you don't know what you're going to miss because Peyton and Eli aren't talking about it. They're, yeah, they're, they're not going to shooting the bull with fucking, I don't know, Draymond Travis Green. Kelsey. Yeah, Draymond Green. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that because it's not, you know, it's definitely not play by play. It's just them shooting it. And I don't hate it, like, by any means. It's just, it's not. Yeah, it's thing. like its own and, separate yeah. thing. But everyone else just seems to love it and think it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, man, I wish I could enjoy it that much. But I don't, because I like enjoying things. But this, I, don't, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, I liked it a lot better like. the first three weeks than I do now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but 
Alrighty, my highlight of the week, and this is actually one of my highlights of the past few months. I hit a crazy Hail Mary parlay. I was down about, what was it, like six units, seven units. It wasn't a good week. And so I put like 15 bucks on a plus 1800 or plus 1800 parlay. It was a six leg parlay across every sport of the night and it cashed and it was I'm literally I'm going to print it out. I screenshotted it. I'm going to print it out. I'm going to put it in a frame and I'm going to start a, a sports betting hall of fame. Now, hear me out. Like this may seem super dorky, but when I'm when I have my own apartment, when I have my own house and whatnot, I want to dedicate a wall to being my sports betting hall of fame, have all my biggest wins framed. I want to get like a news ticker where instead of reading off the news, it reads off the, the lines for today. You know? Okay. I, I feel like that would be sick. I think the Pat McAfee show has that. Really? Like the ticker? Yeah, because they're sponsored by FanDuel, and so FanDuel has that ticker. But yeah, it's like, like a, that, yeah. but it's like a real one. It's not like a, it's not like a, a bug on the screen. It's like on the background. Yeah, that's. that's cool. I want something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just have a bunch of frames of my 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 best wins and stuff. I mean, that'd be cool. It's not the dumbest thing ever. But anyway, I need to I need to read this one off. So we had. Yeah, I was about to say read off the legs. So six legs. We had. Denver Nuggets first half minus 3.5 over the Trailblazers that cashed. I had Phoenix Suns money line against the Rockets, no duh. And then this one was the one I was nervous about. I had the Charlotte Hornets plus 5 against the Warriors and they ended up winning that game outright. Oh wow. And then I had the Edmonton Oilers against the St. Louis Blues, which I never bet on hockey, but it was Connor McDavid, so I took Connor McDavid. Right. And then I had Seattle University over Idaho State and the Kansas City Chiefs over the Raiders money line. So all of that compiled was a Hail Mary to save my balance. And I end, I ended up being like plus eight units. So it was a good week. Decent. Yeah, decent. But anyway, on to my low light. I, I also didn't really have like a true low light for this weekend. I was trying to think of one, but mostly I've just come and this is really been going on for a long time but i have a really bad habit of supporting teams that just crush my hopes and dreams and this weekend's culprit is tcu because uh all those expectations after the baylor game chandler morris looked so good even though we had those injury problems i thought we were going to be able to compete with oklahoma state mm -hmm. turns out nope 46 point loss yeah, we biggest loss in the last like 35 years not a good time. And so just TCU does it. Arsenal does it. The Bengals do it, bro. I'm just, you know what? I'm tired of getting my hopes up for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's tough. And at least like <laughs> the thing that I think it's really funny is the Arsenal thing. Cause you chose to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah, that is true. I literally, of all of my sports fandoms, Arsenal, like the English Premier League was definitely the one where I had the most say in it. I, but I, I did choose Arsenal. Yeah, so that's yeah. on me. Yeah, I've been thinking about making the Wolves my team. I feel like Chelsea's too easy. I respect. You know, I respect that the Wolves. I would definitely yeah. respect that. I think but, I will tell you, it's really hard to be a Premier League fan if you're not a big six fan, like one of the big six clubs. It's tough because you're never gonna win anything. Mm. 
Like you may win, yeah. you may have a couple upsets against like the big six teams, but you're never gonna win a Premier League trophy. Probably not gonna win a an FA Cup. Yeah, I haven't made my decision. I haven't made my decision yet. Because like two weeks ago, I bet on the Wolves, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If the Wolves win this game, make because they're like plus two hundred, win this game. I'll become a Wolves fan. Like, screw it. And then they lost. And I was like, mm, jury's still out. So, verdict, <laughs> you know. I think if you're going to become team. if you're gonna become like a non-Big Six fan, though, uh, Wolves are definitely, like, I would probably say Wolves, Everton, and Newcastle would probably be the best to root for. And I say Newcastle mostly because they just signed, like, not signed, but they just got a new ownership with, like, the Saudi Arabian billionaires. Oh, aren't they, like, super-duper rich? They're there, so like right Stupid now, money Manchester City had the richest owners at like 22 billion dollars net worth. Now, yeah. Newcastle's owners are 350 billion dollars, so like that's over 15 times uh, the richest owner in the Premier League. So they're insane if they just put like even a fraction of that towards the club. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they're they're probably gonna yeah. start signing some good some good players. Yeah, because when you're that rich, it's just like you do it just because you want the status of having a good EPL team. Like the money, like you're like, oh, the money will come in eventually. Like, fuck it. Yeah, it's it's literally insane what's I'm going. I, I'm excited to see what happens with Newcastle. Yeah. But, but anyway, okay. F1. What yeah, happened? on to some other international sports. Uh, the, over the weekend, <laughs> we had the Brazilian Grand Prix, which was insane one of the it was definitely the best race i have watched in my short time you know what, what's the word i'm looking for short lifespan as a formula one fan but man lewis hamilton had probably one of the best drives and this is also just going off of reports and reactions and everything probably one of the best drives in the last decade um definitely the best that i've seen or you know paid attention to so if you guys are unfamiliar with what exactly happened this weekend, it was the Brazilian Grand Prix and why this win was so significant for Hamilton was he started out at 20th place. He took a penalty during practice. He replaced a part, started out at 20th on the grid during the sprint, which they did. You could Elijah, you know, how they do normally like qualification where it's just the fastest lap and, and that's like your place on the qualification. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works, right? Yeah, so they did um, this this weekend. They did something different and did a sprint. So for qualification, it was just a a twenty one lap race to decide the placement for the full race. Kind of weird, but Lewis Hamilton started out twentieth and finished fifth, which is making up fifteen spots in twenty one laps. Doesn't even make sense, but he did it. And then he took another five spot grid penalty because he replaced an engine part. So then he started 10th on the grid. Meanwhile, homeboy Max Verstappen started second on the grid. And, you know, and that's like the big race right now is between those two. So, yeah. And he he made all of it up. He he went from 10th all the way to first. It, it doesn't really make sense, honestly, how he did it, but he did. And it's the second time he's won when starting in double digits on the grid. But the thing that's come out of this, though, is there is some conspiracies right now on if Mercedes is cheating because mm. people are people are kind of questioning how the fuck is did Lewis Hamilton cuz Verstappen has won the last two races pretty pretty handily like he broke away but then Hamilton all weekend was just going like way faster it seemed like than he had been recently 
And so people are kind of conspiracy, like, oh, what did they do to their car? Did they tweak yeah. something? Are they messing with something? Yeah, because that's that whole sport, right, is, is what you do to the car and tweaks and, and the roll sets and all that. That's the entire. That's literally the entirety of the sport. Like, isn't it? I would say probably, just from what I know, sixty to seventy percent car, the rest driver. Honestly, yeah, it, it's hard to put a number on it, but I'd I'd probably say yeah, large, a bigger impact is the car rather than the driver. Yeah, right. Because like you got guys like uh, Sebastian Vettel, who he's a, like a, a six time I think six time world champion. Uh-huh. And he's currently driving for Aston Martin. And he he's he I think he has one podium all year. When like normally when he raced for Red Bull, he was getting podiums all the time. And right. like when he raced for Ferrari, he was getting podiums all the time. So like it definitely is a is a big, big part of it. Cause I mean it's all in the car. Especially Mercedes and Red Bull, like literally whoever you put in those cars, they're gonna be the best. So yeah, it's uh it's it's one thing too um was uh Verstappen got a fifty thousand euro fine just for going to Hamilton's car and inspecting it. Cause like Verstappen is suspect. He thinks there's something going on. Verstappen's kind of a bitch. He yeah, he he low key <laughs> is kind of like yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm that's just what I picked up from him. But like I think it'd be cool because if he wins this year, he'll be the youngest ever to win uh a world title, right? I believe so. Okay. So that, I mean, but, like, that would be cool, but like, I don't really like him that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I prefer Hamilton, but it seems like a lot of the F1 community, like when I went to the race in Austin, the people I talked to, they didn't like Hamilton because they were saying like, since he's so good, he's kind of developed an ego to where mm. like anytime he loses, he finds a reason or like tries to get like an investigation going and whatnot. Right. But I don't know. It was watching Hamilton and Verstappen go go at it and I mean I get it you know they're they're probably they both want to win really bad and so they're both trying to find any way they can yeah to get the edge over one another but well I it think was, I think like to be an F1 driver and then also to be that good as a driver you have to be a little bit crazy and a little bit different yeah it's like normal people like me and you don't think it would be a fun idea to drive in cars that are very susceptible to crashing and yeah. rolling and going that all the while going 200 miles an hour and bumping and grinding up against other cars that have open wheels and you know people have died doing the sport which hasn't happened in a very long time but like still like you got to be different you gotta be built different literally like mentally well actually the last death was 2019 oh really yeah it was formula two though oh okay okay but still, still though, like it, it hasn't happened in a while. But yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah, no, we would not think of that as like a, yeah. a likely career. But not even like normal athletes either. You know, yeah. like NFL players, like yeah, they're crazy because they want to hit each other. But like, <laughs> you know, they're not gonna die. Yeah. You know there's I mean? also there's also only twenty seats like in the entire world. It's one of like right. the most exclusive sports too. Like there is only twenty drivers in the world at a time. Mm-hmm. but uh, one thing I thought of uh, just it, with the weekend and like the whole driver's championship race between Hamilton and Verstappen is if I was Valtteri Botas, Mercedes, other driver behind Hamilton, I would hate my life. They literally 
they every single race they game plan for Hamilton to win, and they literally let like Botas started out first on the grid, and they purposely made Botas let Hamilton pass him. Like yeah, they, that, yeah, like they told him they were like Botas, slow down, let him pass, let him pass. <laughs> I would just be so fucking annoyed, dude, because Botas is one of the best drivers in the yeah. world, and he's never gonna win shit. Yeah, well, because Hamilton's their guy, and that's how it kind of has to work. Like, that's a big reason why Ricardo left a couple years, because, like, Ricardo was the guy, and then Verstappen became their guy. Yeah. And he didn't want to take a backseat to somebody else and have to, you know, let somebody else take a podium if he had the opportunity to take a podium. Like, so, um, yeah, that's just a part of the sport. It's definitely a weird part of the sport because, I don't know, it's like the team part of it. And I think Botas gets it though, because I think Botas has been putting up with this shit for, I don't know, a long think, time. Yeah, yeah. A, a while, a long, long time. Um, him and him and uh, Lewis Hamilton have been partners for a while. So um, that's just that's just one of those things that makes F one doesn't make sense to us Americans, but I think to more traditional F one fans, like it's just another thing that happens, like punting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's gotten fed up, though. He is leaving at the end of the year. He's going to Alfa Romeo, which doesn't make sense to me. I get it that he wants to leave, but, like, he's going to a team where he's never going to win anything. Alfa Romeo, like, they're in ninth place right now. Only above Haas, who is – oh, my God, Haas is so – you know Haas, right? Yeah, they're terrible. They're the only American team. Yeah, they're literally, dude, they finished 19th and 20th every fucking race. And if they don't, it's only because somebody crashed and they finished 18th and 19th. Like, they're so bad. That's pretty, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. But um, right right now, in terms of the race, uh, after that, that uh, after the Brazil Grand Prix, we have Mercedes is still in front, 521 to 510. So they have an 11 point lead over Red Bull, but Red Bull's been so consistent lately, it's crazy. Like at this point it really looks like Red Bull's probably going to take it. Um mm. and then also Ferrari is they just went 31 points clear of McLaren for third place, which was actually a huge swing for both teams. Really bad weekend for McLaren uh cuz Ferrari had both Carlos Sainz and uh Charles Leclerc finish in the top eight for the fourth race in a row, which is nuts. And then McLaren, on the other hand, Daniel Ricardo retired for the first time in 34 races. He had engine failure, and that was the F1's <laughs> longest streak. So that's a bummer. Always, I want to. Ricardo's my favorite, so I always want to see him yeah. get points. And then Lando Norris, McLaren's other driver, he was a minute behind in lap one. He had a tire puncture. He had some collision. And he was a minute behind 19th place uh, at the end of lap one. And somehow, some way, he fought all the way back and finished 10th place. So, gotten the points. But bad day for McLaren overall. And then, in terms of Hamilton versus Verstappen, Verstappen still has a 14-point lead right now, 332 to 318. And there's only three races left. So, Verstappen controls his own destiny right now if he wins. But, like, what's so crazy with F1 is like you expect Hamilton and Verstappen to be the top two every time, but literally all it takes is one of them to crash. Like one, one crash in the entire championship could be decided. Like it's nuts. Yeah, that is pretty wild. I'll definitely try to put an eye on those last three races. Um, yeah. There's, but there's one this weekend, Qatar. It's hard because football season is ramping up. 
Oh, I so, know. Yeah, getting getting to the heat of it. Yeah. Um, we're speaking of the is the third or fourth uh, CFP rankings got released tonight of the year. Um, what are your thoughts on these rankings? So these these rankings honestly weren't like crazy different um, right. from last week. There really was no major upsets at the top, other than maybe you could say Oklahoma losing to Baylor would be a big could one. You, could you pull them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah, like up here. Screen yeah, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Um, I honestly think this is probably like the least upset and the most I've agreed with the committee all year. Cause I I think that I think they're right. I think Cincinnati five is probably a good spot for them because like it it opens up a door that if these top four teams falter or fuck up, um, it ha- gives them an opportunity to go in. So I think that's what the committee is telling us with Cincinnati at five. I really do um, because I think Oregon. I think Oregon is going to drop one. I think they're going to lose to Utah, actually. Um, I think that Alabama, if they lose to if they lose to Georgia, um, some people are saying that a two-loss Alabama would, would still be able to get in, but I think that would be complete and total bullshit. I think oh, at that no, point, I, I think a two-loss Alabama has to be out. Like, has I think to that, be out. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, because I just don't think that a two-loss team deserves to win the national championship in any circumstance. Yeah, in in college football, I just I'm sorry, I don't. Um, so I hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen. But people have kind of there have been rumblings that it could. Like, what if it's a really tight game and Alabama loses on the last second field goal in the SEC championship? But it's just like there's too many other teams that I would want in. No, I mean, Alabama. I will say if, if any team was going to get in with two losses, it would be Alabama. Oh, 100 percent. But 100%. No, I don't I don't think so. Um, but in terms of like what you said, how like this is the most you've agreed. I, th- I, th- I think I agree. Like this is probably the least angry I've been. <laughs> I mean, but it's like expected because, I mean, I wouldn't put Oregon at three. I wouldn't put Cincinnati at five. We'll get into our rankings in just a second. Yeah. But like Oklahoma State is vastly underrated in my opinion, but like th- yeah. this was kind of expected. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of saw these rankings coming. It wasn't like the first the first set of rankings where I'm like, what the fuck? You guys got you know what I mean? Like yeah, um, and I like I think Oklahoma State. You're right. Should at least at least be at seven. That they should um, at least be over Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame really doesn't have many impressive wins. I guess you could say Wisconsin, but. Yeah, but eh. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State at twenty five, like that's kind of weird. They're a four loss team, but they also have what, I think four of their wins against twenty top twenty five opponents. Yeah, and then this weekend they had that they they were down twenty eight to three against Auburn and came back. Yeah, and I tried to live bet them like three different times, and our fucking live bet app is so trash. Like I couldn't get, ever get it in, so I just said whatever, screw it. I don't. It's probably not gonna hit for me anyway. And then of course they came back and win because I was good. I was doing money line. I was like, screw it. Like let's go. They started coming back, but whatever. That's a story for another day. Um, I do like that they threw in Houston in there. So Houston's now ranked. So they got I a little too, bit yeah. more love to the group of five. I think the only group of five team that's ranked in the AP, but not in the CFP is um, – why am I blank? Oh, University of Louisiana. 
So okay, yeah, team. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think I believe the Raging Cajuns are the only team because they're like nine and one right now. So yeah, they lost to UT and they've been undefeated week one and then have been undefeated ever since. Um, but you know, uh, just just one team that it, it's not like the first ranking where it was like, where's UTSA? Where's Houston? Where's you know? Where's this team? Where's that team? And they completely disrespected the group of five. They're showing a little bit more love now, which I really appreciate. Um, and it gives Cincinnati a little bit more firepower uh, to face them off. But, you know, Cincinnati might drop one against Houston in the uh, American Championship. Dude, I don't I don't think so. I don't think Cincinnati's going to drop one at Houston. Make a I, lot th- things a lot easier for the committee if they did, though. You're right. It would be. I I just think Cincinnati's levels levels above anybody else in the American Athletic Conference. Um, no, nah, but I do like uh, you know, the love at the bottom of the the top twenty five. Uh, one thing though, I've kind of one of my takeaways from watching the, you know, reaction or the what's the show called? Just the reveal. You know, yeah, the top yeah. twenty five reveal. Um, is I hate the term quality loss. I'm I'm done with it. I I think it should be banished to hell. There's no I'm tired of quality losses being talked about more than undefeated records or like, or head-to-head matchups. Yes, exactly. And I mean, you can you can, you know, shit on Cincinnati all you want for being a group of 5 team, but they their strength of record is fifth, fifth in the country. So I mean, if you're talking about head-to-head matchups in terms of strength of record, they have a better strength of record than Oregon. They have a better strength of record, not than Georgia or Alabama, but they have a better strength of record than Michigan, Michigan State. So, I mean, yes, they belong in the top five. I kind of just would want to put them a little bit higher. Um, and then another takeaway, too, if you look at Wake Forest at 10, that that tells you all you need to know about the ACC. They're done. Um, there's no shot they get in with a one-loss yeah. team. Even if Wake Forest wins out and wins the ACC championship, there's no shot they're going to be in. Um, they're already out of the conversation. Yeah, I think so as well. And it's crazy, too, because if they had the same exact record, which has been said before, um, if they just had a, a paw on their helmet and they were orange, then they'd probably be three or four right now. Yeah, um, but 100%. I don't know. It's kind of like... Um, you know, it's just Wake Forest just doesn't isn't believed to have that same kind of talent. Um, but whatever, I'm, I'm not really upset about this because I still think Oklahoma State has some opportunities to really strengthen their resume um, by beating OU and then maybe beating whoever would be their opponent in the uh, Big 12 championship game, whether that be OU or Baylor, um, which who I don't know who wins that tiebreaker. Well, I guess OU. So if OU lost to Oklahoma State, that would give them two losses, and then so Oklahoma State would be eleven and one, and then two loss Baylor, two loss OU. I don't know who gets the tiebreaker. So I guess Baylor, Baylor. Yeah, Baylor won head to head. Yeah, because they won the head to head. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess if they beat Baylor twice, who's ranked eleven, and then OU, who's all the way down at thirteen, which is crazy. Um, I don't know what that does for him. I don't know if that puts him in the top four. Could they leapfrog Cincinnati? Because um, yeah. I, I do think at some point Oregon's going to drop another one, man. I really do. And I, I think it's it's going to be this weekend. Um, I do they, too. They got, they're playing at Utah, who 
just creeped into the rankings this week who they've been balling out the past couple weeks. They had that huge, like 52 to three win against Stanford, which even though Stanford's not the, the best, that's still a huge win. Right. Um, and I, I think it's kind of just set up for Utah to, it's kind of just one of those games. You have a feeling about it and Utah's definitely going to come to play. They're going to play it as if it's their Super Bowl because Utah, I'm pretty sure could still get in. I'm going to check actually. I think they could still get into the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Utah is currently leading the Pac-12 South. So, I mean, I guess this actually doesn't matter. Regardless, they would be in the Pac-12 championship game right now against Oregon. So, they got to play Utah Utah twice? Yeah, probably got to play Utah twice. And Utah's kind of – they're kind of fucky. I don't know. Yeah, well, because they're tough. I mean, they've always been a tough team. And, like, can can this Oregon team beat Utah twice? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, man. Especially without CJ Verdell. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't I, I really do think that they're gonna at least drop one and then they're I, gonna be we're not gonna talk about them anymore. Um who I don't think is gonna drop another one is Ohio State. I, I think Ohio, at this point I agree. I think Ohio State's the real deal, man. I, I really know do. I called out weeks ago, and I mean you know what? I'm still gonna I'm still gonna boast if it comes true because I did call it weeks ago that Michigan is going to beat Ohio State in the last game of the season. But the way it's looking right now, Ohio State does look like the real deal. They definitely look like they deserve to be in the top four. Ever since they dropped that Oregon game, they got their defense. Is Their defense is better. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. They put up – it seems like they put up 50 a game. I don't know what the actual number is, but my God. I think it is over 50 a game actually since okay. then. Yeah, I think it is because they put up yeah. like sixty something against yeah. Purdue. It seems like every week they're fifty plus. Yeah, I don't I, know what the exact number is, but it's it's a lot. Yeah, and then just to like close out how we were talking about Oklahoma State earlier, I think they have. It's crazy how little Oklahoma State has been talked about. Like a lot of people have kind of overlooked them just because sure, um, the Big Twelve isn't as strong as they normally are. But if Oklahoma State, I mean, if they beat Oklahoma and they win the Big Twelve championship game against Baylor. That would be beating Baylor twice. And, like, I mean, the obviously the committee respects Baylor this year. They've got him in the top 15 for, like, the last three weeks, even after right. a loss. So Oklahoma State could just slowly but surely, quietly creep their way into that fourth slot. And they, But they need Alabama to lose. That's that's another thing, though. Alabama yeah. has to lose. Uh, which, if Alabama wins, Georgia and Bama are in it, no matter what. Well, hear me out. So what what do you think about this situation? So if if Bama loses, okay. Georgia wins out, mm-hmm. Oregon wins out, and Ohio State wins out, do you put in a one-loss Big 12 champ Oklahoma State or an undefeated Cincinnati? That that's what it would come down to cuz Michigan State would have two losses, Michigan would have two losses. That's that's what it would come down to. And Bama would have two losses in this well, scenario. If I was the committee, I think I would have to put in Cincinnati at that point. Uh, just because they've been sitting there the first two out every single week. They've been up there like waiting to get in. Um, they're basically setting it up to the point where it's like, hey, uh, if 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 one of these guys jump out. Cincinnati's in. That's basically what they've been saying. So if they if they don't do that, it's just like why the fuck do we have these these you know six weeks of rankings before we get the the top four final rankings? 
I, you're right. In theory, that's how it should be, but the committee has never as, really. As, yeah, they've never yeah. shown. You know, they'll they've been. You know, they'll flip flop when they want to. Um, so, you know, what they're telling us right now though is that they're going to put in Cincinnati. Um, but I could still see them just saying like, "Hey." Uh, Oklahoma State, like if Oklahoma State dominates for the rest of the year, like dominates and Cincinnati, you know, has to win on like a last second field goal against Houston in the American Championship. I don't know, man. That's what I was just about to bring that up too. Is I think it it might come down to style points even between those two teams because yeah, if Oklahoma State plays like they did against TCU, uh, you know, then I don't, I don't know. It, it's they could definitely beat Oklahoma by at least 20 points if they really are on their game. Because Oklahoma looked bad against Baylor. They got exposed, dude. It also doesn't – college football doesn't make any sense, dude. TCU loses to Oklahoma by 21. We beat Baylor by two. And then Oklahoma loses to Baylor by 17. Like, what? Hey, I mean, it's not supposed to make sense. It's Yeah, that's that's the scores, beauty of it. Yeah, so but, scores, you know, good, different teams show up on different days sometimes. This weekend, there are some major games with some major playoff implications. We already mentioned Oregon at Utah this weekend, which I really think I'm probably going to take Utah money line just for the hell of it. I really like that. What's that? I don't know. I think it's probably – I haven't checked, but I would expect it to be around like Oregon minus seven, minus six maybe. I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. Dude, I think it might be five. Oh my God! No way! What? Utah are three point favorites, bro. Man. Vegas knows, dude. Vegas knows. There's no reason they should be three point favorites. No way. They're winning that game, bro. They're winning oh, that game shit. outright. Wow. What the fuck? I need. I. <laughs> I'm shook. Honestly, I'm very surprised by that. Wow. Okay. All right, Vegas. Yeah, so that's another one. And then Michigan State at Ohio State is another huge one, which now that now that we're checking the odds, I'm kind of just curious to see where where they have Ohio State at. Ohio State's seven and a half. Ohio State minus 19, bro. Oh, oh my God. God. That's crazy. And then the last one is uh SMU at Cincinnati. It's not as major, you know, it's not a top 10 matchup because SMU is not even ranked right now. But SMU is the last test for the Bearcats. Yeah, SMU is good. So, yeah. like, you know, they could, you know, if, if there's going to be a game to drop in the regular season, it's SMU. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't overlook them. SMU's offense is really, really good. Um, so, if anybody is going to upset Cincinnati, that would probably be the one team on their schedule that could do it. Okay. All right. So let's let's top this off with uh, your personal top six, Ryan. All right. So I can already see you and I have a little, a, a few disagreements uh, on our list, but mm-hmm. obviously number one, far and away, the only obvious one here is Georgia at number one, where they should be, and at number two, I'm gonna put my mouth. Or what, what's the term? Not put your money, money where your, where mouth, your is. mouth is. Yeah, put your money. Yeah, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I'm going to go with Cincinnati as the two seed. I heavily, heavily, heavily um, value undefeated records above all else. It is 
it's super, super hard to do regardless of what conference you're in. And I think Cincinnati deserves a shot. I'm always on the little guy's side. Maybe number two is a little bit overrating, but they're the only un- other undefeated team up there. So I'm going with Cincinnati in my two seed. And then number three, I'm going with Ohio State. We, we talked about it. I think they definitely look legit. They've been playing out of their minds. They are a better team than Oregon. I don't I don't care about the head-to-head in this scenario. I think Ohio State, if they played again, would probably beat them by 20-plus. So, right. And then at number four, I'm going to go with Bama. Um, I, I don't want Bama to be in the playoffs. I hope they, they lose a game so that we only have one SEC team. But I, I think they're still a top-four team. Um, the only thing, I did drop them, though, from two to four because – you know, that loss to AM, that close game to LSU, it kind of showed some vulnerability there, which is partially why I'm even more confident that Georgia's going to win the SEC now. So, and then at number five, I'm going to have Oregon. Um, I, I don't really want to have them up here, but I think you kind of have to put them up here right now at, at this point in time. I honestly don't think they're, they're better than, I would honestly say that Michigan's better than them. Michigan State's better than them. Like I would probably say a lot of teams below them are, but you got to put them up there right now. Oregon at number five. And then number six is another kind of surprise on my list. I'm going to put Oklahoma state at number six. Um, I I think that win against TCU was huge this weekend, even though we're not like a top, top team that really showed them like the show the committee, Oklahoma state they're they're here. They're a good team. They have the number three ranked defense in the country which I don't think a lot of people have talked about. Everybody's talking about Georgia, Wisconsin, their defenses. Oklahoma State is right behind them, and they're playing a new brand of football never before seen under Mike Gundy, defense first. And if they get this win against Oklahoma, they deserve And I definitely think they should be above Notre Dame. That That's for sure. So I'm putting Oklahoma State at number six to round out my, my top six. What about you? Uh, I got Georgia number one. That's easy. Ohio State number two. I think Ohio State's the real deal. Uh, three, I got Bama. Hopefully, it's kind of a down year for Bama, but they're still Bama. Hopefully, they drop against. It's weird to say it's a down year. Yeah, um, but it that's is. A, that's a Bama down year. Um, hopefully, I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on real quick. I think there's a slight chance that that Georgia chokes it against Bama, just so they can put the SEC will rig it that way, so they can get two teams in the in the playoff again. Um, and say that they're the best conference, the best conference in America, blah, 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 whatever. Taking it off, I think Georgia wants to curb stomp them because Kirby Smart wants his revenge against, you know, they want to prove that they're one of the best teams of all time, um, shit like that. Uh, and then number four, I got Oregon. I just think at this point, you know, especially beating Ohio State, only have one loss. It's been a while since we had the Pac-12. They've Their resume has showed that they deserve to be in there, but again – as we've said before, probably won't be in terms of, but up until this point, Oregon at four, five, you got Cincinnati who, you know, what I've said the past 20 minutes, if somebody else drops this, Cincinnati should be in. And then six Michigan state, who's probably going to be out of my top six when they get curbs on by Ohio state. (laughs) Yeah. So I did not expect them to be that big of underdogs. Like I sure it's in the big house or not the big house, the horseshoe. But still, mm-hmm. that's that's nuts. It's a lot of yeah. points. That's 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 a little that's a little much. I might have to take Michigan State there. I don't know though. Like they want you to me. take Michigan State. That's what I'm saying. They want they want us to. Yeah. Like 
Uh, oh, a top seven matchup? That's way too many points, bro. Right. So that was college football. There was other football played. NFL. Oh, of course. Of course. Got to touch on some NFL. Decent weekend. Good weekend. Um, uh, so here's our questions How do how, about how we're feeling. Um, so Super Cam is back. How do we feel? I I feel ecstatic. I mean, I really like it. Um, you know, he didn't he played a, a an interesting role in their game against Arizona this yeah. past weekend, but he made the most of it. Shit. I mean, it looks like the team is rejuvenized. He looks like he he's you know super excited, super happy to be there. Um, I don't know, the vibes are just off the chart right now in Charlotte mm-hmm. with him there. So I love the move. I think it was a great decision. Um, I think I think he he's gonna be back for Carolina, at least this yeah. year. I think it's gonna be like oh, a one true. year thing. Here we can take away the. Oh yeah, yeah sorry, I I totally forgot about that. Yeah. All right, but yeah, um, I think when when he scored that touchdown and took off his helmet and screamed "I'm back," um, was definitely the coolest moment of the year. Oh, that was so sick. Far. Yeah, I, that like sick. that was just like, I I don't know. Um, that's a poster moment. Like, I it, everything about it was awesome. And not I'm not even like the biggest Cam Newton fan. Like, I've always enjoyed Cam Newton. But, like watching that, I was like, damn, like that was sick. Yeah, it just got you hype. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also not the biggest fan of Cam's, but yeah, I, I do, I do like the you know just the reunion of Cam and in Carolina. Yeah, it's definitely something to look out for. Um, they're prepping him to be the starter going forward. Um, while Darnold's hurt, which that's what I assumed would happen. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean they're paying him a shit ton of money. Yeah, um, ten million so, a year almost. Yeah. So, and I think there's a good chance that you know if he wins. If he has a winning record while Dal- while Darnold's still out, um, Cam's a starter. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Year, hundred percent. He should be. Yeah, I think he should so, be if they end up winning or having a winning record at the end of the season. Would be cool. I hope. <laughs> I know. I, I said it last week. I hope that uh, Cam Newton led Panthers somehow make the playoffs. I they could. I mean, Got a good five defense. and five right now, but I I don't yeah. know. I don't think I see it happening. Probably not. But would be cool. Um, next up. So the Pats are one of five teams in the top 10 offensively and defensively. How do we feel? Uh, I feel good about the Patriots right now. Um, I like at the beginning of the year, I would have said like, they're kind of a 50, 50 coin flip team. Um, maybe a playoff contender, but right now, honestly, the Patriots look like one of the best teams in the league. Like not like top three, obviously, but I mean like, I'd say top 10. They looked damn good against the Browns. Bro, the Pats are back. The pa- that, see, the that's, Pats are back. That's no, the tough. Pats are back. No, that's I'm tough to it. say. I'm saying it right now. I think they're a threat to win it all, too. To win it all? I think so. I, I really I really don't think I could. I just I don't trust Mac Jones enough. I think they're a threat. I think that, you know, when you look at it, you have – you have the Tennessee Titans, who I compare it as the as the NFL version of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, um, they're great, but I think the playoffs are just not going to be able to get it done. Um, you have the Chiefs who are vulnerable, who I don't think the Chiefs are back, even though they curb stomp the Raiders. Um, and then the Ravens, who you know dropped the game against the Dolphins, all of a sudden. So those are your other top three teams in the AFC, and you have the Bills too. But 
the Bills are looking less and less. less they've had a weird season. They dropped that first game against Pittsburgh, and then they went off on a tear, beating everyone by, you know, at least 20 points. And then they lost against Tennessee, and they lost against uh, – it was another bad loss. Who's their third loss to? Jags. The, that's right. I don't know how hey, I forgot but then that. They yeah. followed it up. They followed like, it up with a 45-17 Kirk- win. Right, against the Jets. I mean, yeah, it's the Jets, but still. But, yeah, so Bills, I'm not sure what to make of them. Like, man, so, like, this – if this is <laughs> – this is a year where the Pats, led by Mac Jones in this situation, um, could 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 take advantage of it, man. I, th- I think so. I mean, so. maybe, but I still am just not willing to put – I don't know. I'm just not willing to bet on, on Mac Look, Jones they're, just yet. They're not, they're not my Super Bowl team – but they're my they're super, they're officially on on Super Bowl watch on the radar. They're on the radar. They're con, they're they're a contender easily. Well, I do agree though that there are teams like the Titans, yes, that are regular season giants and they're going to fall early playoffs. But mm-hmm. also with the Bills, like I think the Bills are a team that no matter what shit you know, like the Jags loss, I really that doesn't even bother <laughs> me. I think come come playoff time, the Bills are going to do Bills shit. Like yeah. they did last year, so I don't know. It's hard. Like I kind of compare the Bills right now. I would maybe compare them to like any team LeBron is on ever. Like they just start out kind of like what the hell they're not playing like they're supposed to, but then come playoff time they always figure it out. The so, Bills? No, I'm saying for this year in particular. Oh. I'd say that's more like a Chiefs thing for this year. Yeah, uh, comparison the Bills. The Bills only made the playoffs like. In Josh Allen's career once, and that was last year. So I, oh, I don't, I don't mean it that... as in like a as in like a repetitive thing. I just mean like yeah. this year, I see them as being like that kind of team where they're gonna okay. figure it out eventually. Got you, got you, got you. Because I mean, yeah. they had expectations of going like fifteen and two, and it right. definitely doesn't look like they're gonna be there. They, they'll probably end up nah. at like eleven, like twelve and five, eleven and 12 six. Twelve and five, I would say. Yeah, twelve. And five. I don't know. We'll see. I'll we'll definitely know after uh, that built that first Bills Pats game. Yeah, that'll still, be interesting. Bills, Bills and Pats have to play twice, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing that. I, I, really I think they're game. a threat. Like, if season ended today and the wild card matchup was like Bill or uh, Chiefs and Pats, I'd hammer the Pats. Dude, really? I still, I 100%. don't know, bro. I don't know. I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are back this year, which is actually, that's, yeah. we'll go ahead and bounce to that one. Um, yeah. How do we feel about the Chiefs? being back they look like they found their stride against no. o- or not oakland las vegas you say no really no i don't know i kind of i mean i mentioned it before look, the game dude, on last podcast i said i think they're gonna figure it out this week and shit, they look like it so patrick mahomes had one of his best definitely bet by far and away best game of the year uh it was a mahomes game it, it was definitely know. a mahomes game 100 but they're gonna go right back to being cocky after this big win they're like, fuck yeah, we're the Chiefs, and they're going to go right back, and I don't know. They're going to do their cute shit, and they're just not going to get the job done. I'm not a Chiefs believer, man. I don't know what it is about them, but I just, I'm just i not seeing it with this team. Their defense – like, they didn't fix their defense in the past two weeks. Their defense is still, like, 30th worst defense in the league. So don't uh, – no, I'm sorry. All right, hey, we'll, we'll find out. There's a big test this weekend. Chiefs, they host Our the Cowboys. Right. Yep, Chiefs are favored minus two and a half, so. Really? Uh, yep. That's it's an arrowhead. I know, I know, but still, that's still kind of surprising. Yeah, I thought it'd been like Cowboys minus one, maybe Cowboys minus one and a half too. Uh, that line will definitely move. We'll yeah, I bet the public will be taking Dallas. 
who knows yeah who knows but i i don't know i'm i'm buying it i think you know they had a slow start i think that was what they needed um if they if they beat the cowboys then my tone will change some but i still just think that this is a team that's gonna choke in the playoffs i think i don't know i really i think the chiefs actually have a better chance of the super bowl than the patriots I mean that's that's not a dumb thing to say. I'm I'm but I'm I'm super high on the Pats right now after after what they've done the past two weeks. I will I I agree though that I will say this this weekend against the Cowboys will be a big like sentiment of like whether or not they're legit. Um because I mean after they play the Cowboys, they got the Broncos at home, the Raiders at home, who they just scounced, uh, and then the Chargers on the road, which that one might give them some trouble. I don't know. Chargers have uh, definitely slowed down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just tough to see because I like the Chargers. Um, but yeah. So next up, Cowboys bounce back after loss in a big, big way. How are we feeling? I, f- I feel annoyed. <laughs> I had fucking, I had the Falcons plus seven and a half. Uh, so that was aggravating, but that yeah. one was long gone after like the first quarter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of enjoyed um, the Cowboys having a big loss, like a big upset loss. It was nice, especially as a Bengals fan after losing to the fucking Jets. It was kind of yeah. some, some relief for me of seeing Cowboy fans down in the dumps. But I, I don't know about the team itself. I feel, I feel scared that the Cowboys might actually be Super Bowl contenders. And I just, I just don't want we them to Super be. I don't want them um, to be. Fuck you. So I feel great because I called it nail on the head. I said after the Broncos loss, I was like, you know what? We got punched in the mouth. The real test is going to see how we react to it next week. If we struggle next week against the Falcons, then I am going to hit the alert button. But if we come back fire and respond like how we should, then I'll be more excited than ever. Which seeing this team bounce back after a Broncos loss to beat the shit out of the Falcons like this got has me even more high on than I was before. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it, it kind of makes them look better. Yeah, because uh. we responded in the right way. So that means that this is definitely like not even talent wise, it's just looking at them mindset wise. It's like, oh fuck yeah. This is not a, this is not this is not Jason Garrett's team. Okay. You know I mean? like, yeah, okay. I, I don't want to give too much credit to Mike McCarthy though. I, I really think it's, it's just he's mostly done culture. because of the personnel. He's done it with culture though. He's a culture coach. Set the culture. The, what, a large kind of, part, what kind of culture? But I've there's a really lot of things of that went on, like extra shit with the Cowboys that Jason Garrett just let on because like the America's team and everyone like McConaughey would be throwing balls on the sideline and shit, you know, when Jason Garrett Mike McCarthy doesn't let that shit happen. Mike McCarthy says this is a football team, not a reality show. So he's like cutting out all that jazz. And so we're focused on football and not all the extra stuff that goes on that went on with Jason Garrett. Do you see like, do you see McCarthy as a long-term option? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Cause like, I don't know. I just really, we still have Kellen Moore (coughs) or OC and DC are just both really great. So that's what I'm saying. He came into a really good situation too. Well, yeah, I mean, you already had Dak um, and Zeke, and you know, yeah. young Tony Tony Pollard. But that's one, part of the reason why in the league. That's part of the reason why we hired McCarthy in the first place because we already had most of the pieces in place. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We needed a finished product as a head coach, and you know what? I 
you know, for what he was given and what he needed to do, like he could have choked, he could have let the pressure get to him. But so far, you know, after that bad first season without Dak, I'm very pleased with the job. So, yeah, no, I mean, he, I can't can't knock him in any way. I just don't know if I can say like he's done like a crazy good job. It's it's just it's hard to tell, you know. Like, dude, I'm so, you know what? I I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick because it's it's all around the media too. Like they're bagging McCarthy, like. Dude, we're fucking seven and two. I'm not. I'm not bagging him in any way. I'm just no, saying I, it's hard to. A lot of the media hard to determine. It's hard to like determine where the credit should I lie. You know, feel what I mean? like I feel like he's a head coach. Um, it goes on his record as a head coach of being seven and two throughout this year. You should just give him some credit. Like I, well, I mean, I'm. I'm saying he deserves credit. But do you think McCarthy deserves more credit than the team itself for playing well? I think. What. Do you think McCarthy deserves more credit for his his coaching more changes credit. he made this year rather than yeah. just the team's execution on the field? I think both are hand in hand. I mean, yes, both deserve credit, but what I'm saying like is I think which both- one if you had to pick one, what is the reason for the Cowboys' success? Would it be Mike Look, McCarthy this year if, or just if because Mike, they have a good ass team? If Mike McCarthy didn't make those decisions, then it wouldn't matter. So like he's the one who made those put the put that in the first place so like yeah i think he deserves a lot more credit than he's been getting okay fair enough i i just i think i think 99 percent of nfl coaches could probably have a winning record with the cowboys team right now well no i think like i don't know i think he deserves credit but like i don't think he's like the coach of the year you know dude honestly he could be though he could win it I mean, I will say the Cowboys, if the Cowboys finished like 15 and two or like, you know, 14 and three type shit, then yeah, actually, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening. I think we're due for at least 13. I mean, we play in a shit division. So, yeah. How many division games do you guys have left? A decent amount. Decent amount. (laughs) God damn it. uh, Actually, let me check that. I know we've played the Eagles once, the Giants once. We haven't played the football team. So I think four. Four more. Sounds right. Let's see here. But okay. Um, Seahawks got shut out in Lambo. How do we feel? Um, I don't I don't I mean, I don't really know how to feel about this one. It's like the Packers are such a good team. Uh, and also like Russell Wilson wasn't fully healthy. So like there's really I, I don't really have much to take away from this game. It was kind of expected that the Packers would win like this, but did I think they would be shut out? No, because it's just super uncommon in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't really know. There's I just don't think this was super major. I think it's kind of like, eh, yeah, I guess that happened. Yeah, um, I just thought it was crazy. It's the first time Russell Wilson's ever been shut out. Uh, so he definitely shouldn't have came back from this finger uh, as soon as he did. Which, by the way, did you read that post that the doctor put out with the team? <laughs> that Russell Wilson made the speediest recovery I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's such an impressive hard worker and human being. And like, I don't know, it was really weird. It was just kind of like one of those things like Russell Wilson, cool guy, um, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> I just don't like Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think the Packers are legit. Um, they should be probably they're eight and two. They should be nine and one. Yeah, um, because if they had Rodgers, they would have beat the Chiefs that week. And they're, you know, one of the best teams in the league, and they're definitely on Super Bowl watch. My only thing with them is that, you know, what's going to happen in the NFC Championship game? Are they going to choke again? 
Um, but, you know, other than that, I think, you know, smooth sailing for the Packers, the whole Rodgers not liking vaccine stuff is in the rear view, obviously. Yeah, it now, seems like know, it. They're winning. Um, players don't take that stuff as seriously as the media, which, you know, uh, that's been shown. But, yeah, so cool. Um, and then last up, the Rams looked terrible against the Niners. Dude, I'm convinced. So to answer the how do I feel, I feel like the Niners just own the Rams. They, I don't. I think this is like the Rams haven't beat them since 2018 or 2019, oh, really? something. Yeah, they haven't beat them in a while. Um, so I'm kind of just under the conclusion that the 49ers own the Los Angeles Rams franchise. Um, what's ironic is like I, I still think the Rams are the better team. You know, like I would still say the Rams are a better team, but they got fucking sclounced. They got embarrassed. Matthew Stafford yeah. looked really, really bad. Um, mm. Doesn't help my MVP prediction, you know, but. I th- oh, I, I was going to say my takeaway from that game is that Matt Stafford's MVP season is over. I think so, too. His yeah, campaign think, is over. I think that that probably was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it was it was nice while it lasted. But I think right now, probably I would say main main proponent would be Kyler Murray right now. Lamar Jackson. Ah, well, Lamar Jackson took another hit this week. Yeah, it's true. Like I'm trying um, to think who else. Like Josh Allen, probably not, because like he took a huge hit against the Jags. It hadn't been talked about at all. Yeah, you, you um, could argue Dak. I mean, Dak is yeah. I don't know if I would say Dak though. I don't know every guy like Brady. Brady is up there for Brady, me. Brady possibly, dude. You could um, even argue Cooper Cup, like. On it, yeah, but, but they're never gonna give it to a receiver. Just offensive player of the year. Yeah, he's. I think he should win offensive player of the year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Assuming he keeps up at least somewhat of his production going forward. Uh, but I hope so. Does this does this loss though to the Niners just not even Stafford in terms of the Rams as a whole? Does that does this concern you for um, uh, their playoff hopes, their Super Bowl hopes? A little, but I just think that that the West is just one of those divisions where sometimes the other guy gets you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, this division's so tough. They all know each other so well. So well. They're all so talented that, you know, on any given day, the other guy can get you. And I, th- I think this is just one of those days. And But it just so happened to be in prime time. Yeah. You know what I mean? On Monday yeah. Night Football when everyone was watching. So, And it also doesn't help that they're coming off a bad loss. So I'm not going to hit the panic button on the Rams by what any means whatsoever. This was definitely like a, a Kyle Shanahan, like, I need to win this game to save me from being potentially talked about the hot seat anymore. Um, yeah, that's you know. true. And so they just ran it down their throats, and it worked. And potentially, you know, it gives the rest of the NFL teams a game plan to beat the Rams. And, yeah, and then you know. the Rams this weekend, they, have, uh, <laughs> they play the Packers this weekend in Lambeau. So that's going to be... Another big test that could they could be looking at three straight losses right there, which that would, would be suck. tough. But if they win, though, I think they're right back in that conversation, you know, of like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So right, right. There's a couple Benza. big swing games this week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I would just take a look at the run defense though, because that would be like 
again, going back to the Cowboys, we could beat the Rams if because we could run it like the 49ers did. Yeah. With Zach and Pollard with Deke and Pollard. Zeke and Pollard, motherfucker. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh or um, the Packers could too. The Packers could run down their throats like the 49ers could, but they're two backs. But isn't Aaron Jones hurt? Aaron Jones did get hurt. Yeah, I think he's out for okay. a couple weeks, like two to three. Okay. Well, their backup guys is really, really good. Yeah, AJ, AJ Dillon's Dillon. pretty good. It's yeah. huge. So all righty, let's go ahead and hit though. Uh that's all we got for how do we feel? Let's hit our top 10, kind of piggybacking off what we did for college football. We got our top 10 power rankings instead of, you know, there's no playoff rankings for the NFL. So power rankings. Uh, let's go ahead and have you go first. Okay, so number one, I got Cowboys. Um, no, whatever, bro. A little bit of a homer. Um, if they weren't number one, they'd be number two, though. Packers, I could, you know, if somebody put Packers their number one, I wouldn't argue against it. But for me personally, it's the Cowboys. Packers is my number two. Number three, I got Titans. Four, I got the Cardinals. Um, five, I got Bills. Six, I got Rams. Seven, Bucks. Eight. Pats, nine Ravens, ten Chiefs. I like I mean, I like the list. I we have identical teams, just in a little bit of a different order. Right. I got well, any uh, other any other team has five losses. It's crazy. Yeah, or four losses at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the homer in me wanted to put the Bengals like at 10, but no, it just no. They're we're five like, and four, right? Yeah, we're like at 15th right now or something, yeah, probably. That's that's the main reason why I have the Chiefs in it is because they're the last remaining, you know, uh, six-win team, team with at least six wins. So I was like, well, it's got to be the Chiefs at 10. So wins matter. Yeah, um, I got – um, so I got Packers at one. I, I had a really hard time deciding who I wanted to be on my, my number one team because I feel like you could make a case for any of the top five teams, maybe other than the Rams after their two straight losses, but – I went with the Packers at number one uh, and then Titans at number two, even though I don't feel confident about them in the playoffs. I think you just kind of have to put them there right now. And then Cowboys are at number three for me. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 hard for me to even put them at three, but like I have to because they're they're fucking they're winning games. They're good. Um, and then I got Rams at number four. Despite their two straight losses, I think they are still better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I think, showed signs of a potential collapse, even though they've been battling injuries. Um, Kyler's been out. I know that's always tough, but they the still Cardinals, gave up yeah. 30 plus to the Panthers. So yeah, yeah. PJ so. Walker led Panthers. Yeah, I'm I'm slightly I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet, but I'm slightly cautious on the Cardinals. Um we kind of all saw this as a possibility, but <laughs> hey, that's one of those games where you look at it and your Cliff Pink Kingsbury alert goes, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh shit, it's Cliff it's Kingsbury. coming, it's coming. Yeah, You're right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And then next up I have Bills at six, um, Buccaneers at seven, and I have the Pats, same as you, right at number eight. And then I actually have the Chiefs at nine above the Ravens because um, mm -hmm. I think that Dolphins lost. The Ravens, they look good, but then like they lost, they got scloused by the Bengals, and then they they really kind of got beat pretty handily by the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins right. were in control for the majority of the game, so that scared me, and that's why I have Ravens to round it out at number 10. I think you still have to have them in the top 10, but yeah, Chiefs are above them for me. But yeah, that's our top 10 lists. Um curious to see what you guys think we'll probably be posting these somewhere on 
social media uh, tomorrow at some point. So stay on the lookout for that. But for now, let's round out the episode with some love it or loathe it. Um, can I go first? Of course. Bet. <laughs> All right. Um, got to get the banner going. All right, bet. First up, we got Tom Brady's new documentary series, Man in the Arena. First episode dropped today. Uh, love it. I watched the first episode today. Um, it's really good. I think that people should watch it. It was all about, so um, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, a documentary series about each of his 10 Super Bowl seasons. So also including Super Bowl that he loses. And so each entire episode, one hour is dedicated to the one season. And then today was his first season that he won or second season where he won the Super Bowl and he took over for um, uh, Drew Bledsoe and which by the way, this isn't really noted in history. It's like, it's kind of looked at as like, oh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. And then Tom Brady came in and the rest was history. It was actually a huge controversy at the time, which I learned from this documentary, which was really cool. So you should watch it. Oh, I definitely want to watch it. I've been seeing all the commercials yeah. hyping it up. It looks pretty cool. So yeah. And with the way like, you know, Drive to Survive and all these things have been coming out, like and you know the Michael Jordan documentary, mm-hmm. Last Dance, like all of these have been so cool. So like, yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Oh yeah. All right. Next up, we got San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler wins NL Manager of the Year. Um, I love it. He definitely bounced back from his Philadelphia days because he was not liked in the Phillies organization. Um, but I don't know. He had probably one of the craziest out of nowhere. Where did that come from? Seasons as a manager. So good for him. I agree. So next up, the Baltimore Ravens release running back Le'Veon Bell. I uh, I loathe it. What a fall from grace. Yeah, everybody was kind of hyped when he got signed to the practice squad. Literally nothing came of it. Yeah. All right, next up, from 2011 to 2021, fired college football and basketball coaches have been paid a collective $533 million just to not coach their teams. <coughs> so <coughs> I love this. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. I love sports. Um, I also, you know, I don't get mad at billionaires for not donating 108 billion, you know, whatever, like how some people hate Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Cause like, always oh, all this money and doesn't do stuff like that's not really my problem i don't really think i don't complain about shit like that but this is one of those things that i look like that i look at and i'm like you know what what does this society could have done with 530 million dollars besides you know pay off shitty college football coaches dude yeah it's like it's a problem like, every year yeah and it's like you think you know and most of this comes from boosters so it's not public money thank god but still it's just kind of like i think we could have cleaned the water in flint (laughs) yeah honestly coaches should come together for some sort of collective Uh, effort because that uh i'm not you know that's usually not my cause but when i see something like that goddamn elijah you should should start a, a charity organization called like fired coaches anonymous or something fired coaches come together to make the world a better place Yeah, that'll work. All right. Um, So Zion is cleared for contact, starting one-on-one drills, and could make his return um, soon in a couple weeks. I love it. I mean, the NBA is is always better with Zion in it. Definitely going to be some primetime games for the Pelicans simply because of Zion. Uh, And also I love it because – 
the Pelicans are awful right now. I think they're two and thirteen. They're yeah. they're really really bad. Zion is probably their only saving grace of any kind. Um, at this point, I don't know if Zion's gonna stay in New Orleans because He's not. They've done a very bad job of building <laughs> around him. Even though they do have a really young team with a lot of guys that could break out, they've done a bad job of building around him. But uh, in terms of just seeing Zion play, I love it. One, I want to see him play. Right. Um, Kansas stuns UT 57-56 in Austin. You, how do you not love this? You have to love this. Right. This is – I don't even have words for it. Um, I was watching this game. I was actually in Austin, and I considered going to the game, which looking back, I should have because I decided not to so that I could watch the TCU game on TV. Bad idea. I should have just gone to the UT game. But that was nuts. We saw everything go down at the bar i remember in overtime of course kansas blew like a 21 point lead of course um and then in overtime it was 56 55 instead of tying it kansas went for the two-point conversion and got it and i just remember beforehand arguing with people out because i was like go for two go for two go for the win and they're like why would you do that no like why and i'm like because you're on the road, you're one and eight, and you have absolutely nothing yeah. to lose. Exactly, I agree with that 100%. Go for two in that situation 10 times out of 10. Like, what do yeah. you because what do you have to lose? Just like exactly, you said. yeah, always go for it. And I'm, I'm so happy they made it. It was a walk on who made the catch, it was his first catch of the season. So, that's a great story in of itself. So, I love that. Love seeing Texas lose, of course, to Kansas of all teams is even better. Fuck yeah. Um, Justin Fuente out of Virginia Tech after six seasons. So I'm going to loathe this one. Um, not so much because he got fired. I think it was the right move for the Hokies, but I loathe it because Fuente might be creeping into the TCU coaching conversation and I don't want Fuente. I don't want him. So I loathe that. Stay away. Agree. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Fenway Sports Group, the collective owners of the Boston Red Sox, are near deal to purchase a controlling stake in the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, like all of it, basically. Um, I don't honestly, I don't know whether to, to love it or loathe it. I mean, I'm pretty neutral on, on this one. Um, I mean, have the Fenway Sports Group have they done anything like super extravagant since owning the Red Sox? I don't know. I honestly they tried don't to cut enough. They tried to cut payroll, and then they realized that the team was good. <laughs> they were going to tank for a little bit, but then they didn't because this year happened. Uh, so I don't know. I'll, I'll fucking I'll love it just because you know they're getting, <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting into another sport. You know why not? It's cool to double dip. So sure, yeah. good for the Fenway Sports Group. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty though, that is going to do it. For today's episode, <laughs> a lot of college football talk. Of course, had to hit the NFL as well and some Formula One. That was that was oh. something new, a little bit fun. But we'll be back on Thursday again with another episode. I think we're going to be going live at around 6 p.m. Um, as now Elijah's work schedule is kind of finalized. But, yeah, it's been – Trying to go for, let's go for six. Trying to go for six? Yeah, okay. So six, six for sure. Um, as you can see, Elijah has already gotten up. Sick day, long day. We're tired. School's kind of kicking kicking my ass right now, too. So 
it's we're, we're getting through it by by thanksgiving by christmas break hopefully we have a little bit more time to kind of turn out some original content and whatnot but for now we appreciate everybody that watches appreciate if you guys stay for the entire time and uh yeah we'll be back on thursday Elijah, any last uh, last comments all right